This recording was made on Goringai Country, Northern Beaches, New South Wales. It's the only way that you can describe what a person is, describe what they do. There doesn't seem to be much job satisfaction or pleasure in this picture. Okay, everyone. Um, G'day, and um, instantly uh, I have a very important clip that needs playing that you might have already seen, but we'll talk more about it in a second. But I have to play it immediately. This is Bob Catter being asked about gay marriage. I mean, you know, people are entitled to their sexual proclivities. You know, I mean, let there be a thousand blossoms bloom as far as I'm concerned. But I ain't spending any time on it. Because in the meantime, every three months, a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland. Uh, what? Well, fuck me. That guys, that was the same. The two people that you just heard talking is the same people. Is the same person. Breathtaking. It's another one of these really like breathtaking clips that. We need to just jot them down in history. Especially the um, the really, really funny ones, that, or the ones that I find really funny about certain prominent political figures um, making um, embarrassing gaffes when, they, when talking is their job. And that one, the, that, this new one's just insane. It's his whole face changes just as much as his voice and goes from this genial, lovely, snow-haired old man, <laughs> I guess in the panic room of his brain being asked that question, um, <laughs> and just can't wait to get back to the issue. And I wonder if we saw then some made-up character, which was the first genial one, where he's just kind of pretending to be pleasant about um, the issue that, like, whatever he feels about it, he just doesn't really give a shit because he's thinking about crocodiles and such. And... Did we see, was that a made-up character going to the real character? Or was that a made-up characters going to another made-up characters? And that's like, sorry, character to character. They're all, these. this is the thing, guys, is like, I got in my head a little bit about this podcast last week. Really like, really asking myself who the f- like cares? And is is it, is like, what's... Like, what's the go with me actually sitting down to talk to nobody like this? And then I forgot about, I completely forgot about how that doesn't fucking matter at all. Because the, the, what this is, this is about like me just trying to get my head around things a bit and synthesize some ideas in a quiet place. <laughs> in a very quiet, far away, weird place. And, and get weird with, all the other me's out there. And now that's you now, if you're still listening, which is kind of unbelievable at this point. But if you are, I mean, let's just listen to the, this clip one more time because this is this is serious Jekyll and Hyde shit. You think I'm a crazy person. At least I'm trying to mould all the different people who live in my head into some similar version of cohesive unit that operate as a sing- single human being. Uh, but I don't have the, the fucking audacity to just... This is this is just this open display of two surely fictional. Surely both of them are fictional and Oh, but the second one does seem real. He does seem to really care about and I ain't talking about it for another fucking second. I mean, you know, people are entitled to their sexual proclivities. You know? Wait for it. I mean, 
let there be a thousand blossoms bloom as far as I'm concerned. You know, but I ain't spending any time on it because in the meantime, every three months, a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile. It really in like, <laughs> it's such a dramatic segue. Um, but it really is like puts a chill down my spine watching these things. That that's just how we we're cool with um with with that being the way that our elected um that our elected people address us and address everybody at once. Is that is that they're allowed to just flip flop? It's the amount of improv is I mean, I bet Parliament House has seen some Oscar winning performances that were so good that they didn't even get a look in because no one even knew that it was acting. I mean, well, I might make you feel a lot better about yourself because you're like, well, at least I'm not like that. Um, that's how these politicians are making me feel. They, they make me feel better about about all, all of my voices. <laughs> and, I mean, those two different bobcatters had clearly never met. And one of them just, like, leapt in front of the other one and snatched the microphone, snatched his, snatched his mouth. Well, well, I don't see why we hadn't let a thousand blossoms bloom, even though that's not really a, a saying. But I ain't spending any time on it. He gets so furious so quickly. Especially. Wow, amazing. Um, and do you know actually some other amazing um, news? Uh, is that it happened again. I really, genuinely beseechingly at you right in this second I'm rattled guys how how the fuck does this keep happening you and I keep figuring out the future before it happens because it's happened again I'm I kind of like that's what brought me back in here because last week I was really looking at myself going like it's just like am I just contributing to all the white noise like for me and for the world right now but but then but then realizing that this had happened made me like pull me back in because aside from having like already garnered the attention of a-list hollywood celebrities like chris hemsworth and i mean prince william hey wills again uh if you guys we already had coffee and it was amazing and he's so he's so nice like you kind of like expect i sort of went into it thinking okay this is prince william Um, he's definitely going to be really nice but i wonder whether it'll be whether it will be exactly what we just saw, which is some some polished version and not actual, not a self, or just some artificial shit. And it so wasn't. He was so genuine. Asked if I wanted sugar in my long black. I obviously said no. Um, but but what a guy, what a guy. And um and anyway, so he's listening. I, I'm not just gonna, I'm not just gonna sit here and dish to you about all the stuff we um, chatted about, but um, it was cool. And hey, Wills, if you're listening again, I mean, like, I'm cool. I'm relaxed about it. I'm not like, I'm like fanboy. Like, we're, it's all right, mate. I'm, I'm chill. I'm chill. I'm like, I'm like relaxed in that. Um, oops. Um, but we called the future because one thing I will tell you about um, meeting Prince William is he didn't even know. He didn't know, guys. He is listening now. Um, but he actually didn't, yeah, like I here. Okay. So what happened was you and I were talking about how this, one of the stupidest, most dumbest, dumbest shit that we're doing right now, in our opinion, is sending rich people into space before taking all of the toxic things there, or, or at least taking stuff, some of the stuff that we don't want. 
uh, and, and would be better off just sat parked on the moon or I don't love the idea of orbiting trash, but there's a lot of it already up there. And I'm kind of, I kind of prefer that than um, sedentary trash in the ground uh, here on Earth. So anyway, so stupidest use of resources ever, right, is these passenger space flights. And then lo and behold, several days after that podcast episode, um, a story comes out, Prince William condemning passenger space flights as an inappropriate use of resources. And so naturally I was like, sweet. Prince Wills is on board. He's been listening, stoked. I knew that like I had like, I saw that I had a listener in the UK and I was like, oh, sweet. Um, and then, I mean, this happened. I was like, no way. It must have been um, Wills or mate. I don't know. It could have been Kate if they share a phone, but either way, Wills got it, got the idea and that's therefore how it ended up in the headlines. And I was a little bit um, cut about, not having gotten any credit at all, but I, I sort of didn't bring that up at coffee. Um, but it did come up and he said that, you know, we've just got the, these like two incredible minds working the same way, clearly. Um, and we both just stumbled on the idea organically and encountered it at the very same time on opposite, like polar opposite ends of the world and be as romantic about that as you want. I'm being very romantic about it. And so was he. Um, but anyway, so that wasn't, it, but that means that it was calling the future, <laughs> right? So th that's number two. And then guys, three in a row now. The last episode, we were talking about needing some sort of calculator, really fancy app type thing that you can point out a product and it'll come up with some algorithmically figured out score summary of that product or service's impact on the planet, some sort of like eco score uh, that you could actually rely on. But basically we were talking about that. And then six days later, what pops up on the BBC homepage? A big fat article saying, should all products have carbon labeling on it? And I mean, there it is. Okay, or right. So it's either that we've called the future again you and I, which would be pretty wild, but also, I mean, it is just, it's just it is what it is now. It's just the nature of the business. Um, so, uh, like clairvoyancy, I mean. Um, uh, so we should kind of get be getting used to it, but it's still unrattled because how how on earth is it up to you and I on this podcast to be the ones to be the conduit for this whole experience? The whole channel, like the human conduit of the, all of these ideas, like coming to life, but in advance on Self Talks podcast, it's it's either that we're calling the future play by play, or just like Prince Wills is listening. Hi again, Wills. Um, or Kate. I don't know if you picked up his phone and recently played. Or anyway, uh, uh, hello, uh, we uh, Windsors. Sorry for the things I've said about you in private. Uh, but also, hello, BBC. There it is, right? I mean, uh, we've either called the future again or the BBC's listening. So just in case, uh, g'day, BBC. And um, thanks for listening. And same, I mean, same as well, what I mentioned to Will's last episode. Um, just like a tag, just a little tag or not even a tag, just like, I don't know, like, write down our names or something because I mean everyone here is working really hard and we're coming up with the goods here we're figuring out the future and I don't know I whatever it doesn't matter because it's happened now isn't it 
oh, that's why it doesn't matter. Okay, whatever. Hey, BBC, thanks for listening, but whatever, you know, like, don't care. I'll just keep, we'll just keep doing it. We'll keep at it. And, and like, it's all here. We know. <laughs> Especially. And you know what? Actually, I have a really good summary. If you asked all of the different um, uh, me's and you's and everyone out there like, hey, uh, hey, gang, uh, what do we think about uh, predicting the future time and time again? Fuck me! Holy shit. Big, Jesus, eh? fuck me. That is fucking huge. Yeah. That is massive. I know. Oh it is massive. God. It's crazy. Like, how on, how on earth is it down to us? Wow, isn't that, isn't that... That is massive. That's, um, I don't know, big responsibility. And so it makes, like, the Bob Catter, um, John Barillaro stuff. Especially... Uh, I don't know. It just means that it does count for something. <laughs> if whatever else is going on here on self-talking to yourself podcast is going on, then, then there must be some rhyme or reason to why, um... Why these things are having such a oops? Why these things are having such a profound effect when I see them? I'm just like, it's just shocking to think that this is, this is we're all cool with this. It's all good. They can flip flop between different characters. No sweat. All good. Uh, it's just what they do. That's just how they speak. Fuck me! That is massive. It is massive. It's massive. It's massively like uh, probably really bad for everybody else. If, if the responsibility is on you and I, but whatever, we'll plow forwards. Cause I have, um, well, I have some news. Have you ever thought about the word news as just a, a plural of, yeah, of the word um, new, as in like new is a noun. And so it's the news. I, sorry, this, this probably sounds so dumb, but I've been like obsessing over this idea that it's, the new what's like it's just the new somethings and thinking about the news it's just like i think what it's done is interrupted this status quo thinking that i've been having about the news and how much trust i should kind of ever put in it wherever it comes from because it is just someone else's version of the new ideas that are relevant or the new stories or the news. Oh, fuck. This sounds so dumb. But the reason I've been thinking lots about the news as well is that I noticed something about the ABC this year, which made me really sad because for some reason, I've always held the ABC in higher regard for objectivity. I've held the ABC above like privately held channels, old news channels that are now big digital enterprises, whatever. But I've always thought of the ABC as more likely to have more integrity than as far as objective journalism, reporting of facts without bias, blah, 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 all of these things that we want in our new somethings. Uh, but there's still, it is still just a finite list of new ideas that someone, some institution, the ABC, has decided is the most newsworthy stuff over everything else. And there's something really dark about that because it means... It's not just about publishing fake stuff as much as it's about omitting real things that might be inconvenient to whatever the narrative is that that Channel 7, Channel 9, Channel whatever, ABC, 
blah, 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 is is subscribing to. Whatever their agenda is that they're trying to push, if there's news that can come out and they can choose not to publish certain things. And so I found out, my mum, right, sent me, hi, mum, um, probably not listening, but um, uh, if you are, um, the um, the pastor that you uh, dropped off last week was um, amazing, as always. Thank you. I love you. Uh, moving on. Um, mum sent me this um, story of a piece of news that she found about an Australian startup that won a massive prize at COP26 and beat over 2,700 other entrants in a pitch fest for new environmentally centric business ideas. And this Australian startup has been making bricks out of emissions, literally taking harmful greenhouse gases and making bricks and plasterboard, and they won. And it's just this amazing piece of news, an amazing new something, new idea, new story, new like chunk of data that's out there now. And you and I need to sink our teeth into stories like that. Everybody does because everybody is distressed about how chronic this environmental crisis is becoming, how the danger and the alarm is just steadily ramping up. How fucked we all are, basically, is what you mainly see in the news is bad stories about just how badly humans have broken the planet this time and what that means moving forwards. And so we really need, in the new somethings, in the news, we need a balance of the good and the bad. In fact, I think we probably need more good than bad because we already know, thanks, ABC, everybody, the message is in. We know it's crazy town. We need to get moving. But to get moving... We all need to at once get out of this like paralysis feeling of, well, what the fuck can I do about it? And the way that we do that is by sharing all the good stuff and having a good time talking about it, have, making sure that environmental sustainability isn't prohibitive. It's the opportunity. It's not like, anyway, preach over. We need to see more of this shit. So mum sent me this story, right? And I searched high and low for it on the ABC and couldn't find a whisper of it. And it reminded me about that Extinction Rebellion protest that happened this year. Activists graffitied Parliament House with red paint and set a pram on fire outside Parliament House. Like, it didn't inconvenience people like all of the hand gluing to the road stuff did, which was covered a lot more in the news. But it was this insanely symbolic thing to do. The photos are... We've talked about it heaps, but the fact that the ABC didn't breathe a word about that either. We've got this really persistent imbalance going on in the types of information that we're consuming about climate change, which is like, that's why we're, you and I are here, is to just try and redress the balance a little bit and have a few like laughs about things. Especially. Especially like in the face of those crazy statistics that you see about just how fucked planet earth is where it's several t- trillion million tons of um this something that is hard to imagine as a ton because it's a gas was released into the atmosphere and that's the end of the world cool thanks and it just assumes that like nothing nothing about that is relevant to they're they're just those sorts of numbers are impossible to engage with the real ones not the made up ones like the one i just said but real figures it's really hard to engage because how do you how do you even conceptualize a kilogram of gas with your, with your let's face it roles, like kind of 16 year old um, think, level of thinking here, uh, let alone do something about it. 
So then we need to find out about the people who are actually taking those very greenhouse gases and turning them into materials that we can use to live better lives. And we just don't get, we just don't get it from the ABC anymore. And so that's what did just this really horrible realisation that I've kind of come to is that, I don't know, maybe it was so naive of me to think of the ABC as this bastion of integrity and journalistic objectivity and just facts. And whilst all of the stories and blah, 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 it's all formatted that way, there's no fast link to the environment portal on the homepage of the ABC News. And then when you get there and in the main news feed, there's just such an absence of these available, good, very inspirational pieces of new somethings. Pieces of news, sorry. I'm confusing myself with that. I'll stop. But do you, do you know what I'm saying here? The, the point is we've got headlines right now. We're going to rip through them. And then um, just then we'll go back to just living our lives and doing what we can about them. Uh, so And th- these are very intentionally not full of negative news stories. And whilst that might sound like some la-la land airhead thing to do, to just ignore the bad news, there's enough of it, eh? There's enough of it. You don't need me to tell you all the bad shit. So, uh, so anyway, we'll rip in. <clears throat> uh, well, welcome back to the headlines that we all badly need tonight, today, uh, this morning, wherever you are. <clears throat> An Australian company has won a huge prize at COP26 because they figured out how to make building materials out of greenhouse gases. Very good. Uh, Oh, bricks can also be made out of piss. Oh, hold on. Okay, stop, 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 stop. Am I imagining that? Wow, guys, this is in real time. Okay, so what's not in real time, you douche? (laughs) But, but right now that just triggered a memory that I'm pretty sure you can make bricks out of piss. Oh, we we need to look this up. Hold on, we'll come back to the other headlines, but this might be one of them If for you if you didn't know that. Or the headline is... Wow, I really hope I didn't make this up because it'll be a really, really deadly indictment on my imagination. Let's find out. Bricks made out of piss. I really hope I didn't make this up. That will be, yes, yes, thank the Lord. Um, Whichever one you want. Um, Human urine has been used to create environmentally friendly bricks by university students in South Africa. Woo! That was close. Wow, imagine that if I just dreamt that up or just fully imagined it on the spot and you'd just be like, this is Black Mirror. This is the robot about to just self-destruct. That's the first glitch and is imagining shit like that probably. And But we're not there, guys. Chill out. Oh, God. We'll go back to the headlines. Okay, sorry. Start over. An Australian company has been crowned world champion by COP26 for inventing bricks and plasterboard out of emissions. Very good. Uh, Bricks can also be made out of human piss and uh, by the look of things, you need a lot of it. Okay. uh, Holy fuck. uh, At COP26 also, seeing as we're talking about it, American President uh, Josh Biden and Britain Prime Minister Boris Johnston were both photographed falling asleep in their chairs. Fuck me! Mycelium slash fungi can fungi? Mycelium slash fungi, no it's fungi, can be used to turn plastic into food, if you didn't know. And we'll talk more about that in a brief moment. Very good. Uh, but uh, urgently is a headline I just remembered. 
Uh, a man has been spotted in my local neighbourhood um, hunting fish with a spear gun from uh, the back of a jet ski. You need two quail, Chef, with that? Two quail? Okay. No, 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 I'm, no Chef. I, I'll, shut the fuck up. Yes, Chef. Well, you might not be so rude. Guys, for real, that is just the, wow, it really struck me. I was out on the ski when I noticed it, and it really just, I mean, that's some seriously dumb shit. As, as if we're, if we're, if you and I are bashing passenger space flights, then somewhere along that spectrum is doing what could be done with a bicycle and a reel and a bit more patience and lots less resources. Fella? I reckon it was a kind of bloke that looks like his name's Aaron. And you're like, oh, I didn't know that was a... It can be both. Uh, but Aaron, fucking hell, man. Like, just get a fishing rod and a beer. <laughs> Maybe a book. I don't know, the missus. Whatever you do, just seeing this guy. Oh, this is so hypocritical. After I said to you that we're not here to whinge about bad news. But we do need to cover the dumb shit every now and again. This was some exquisite dumb shit is watching this guy hopping in and out with this full camouflaged everything and this crazy gun with a very sharp um, spear on it, uh, on and off this jet ski. I just, it really just like, I, c I couldn't stop thinking about it. It's been over 20 days since I've seen it, probably. Yeah, about three weeks ago. And then I've used the ski a few times since then, actually. And that thing is just, wow, one of the greatest things I've ever bought. I bought this ski and I bought it to go surfing, not just to um, patrol my local waterways, um, observing the dumb shit uh, that goes on there, like releasing balloons off headlands. I see that on the ski. I've seen that three times, three times, two times, more than one times. I've seen some, I've seen a parent actively encouraging their child to let go of some balloons on a headland from my surf ski. And, and it's probably a good thing that I'm on the ski and just my mind is like so tranquilized by the experience that it's the, probably the best possible like green whistled out mood that I could be in to just watch that sort of thing happen. Uh, <laughs> but I've seen it more than once. I think it's must have only been twice if I'm not sure. I've seen it 13 times, it feels like. I've definitely revisited it that many times in my head. But, yeah, same goes for seeing the dumb shit of man shooting fish. But then, like, but then who am I to say that? It just feels, it feels a bit like cheating, Aaron. You don't be a cheater, mate. That's not, a, that's not an Australian way to be. Don't, Aaron, come on. Leave the ski for the, for the, for, you know, being a big wave Dave at Southie next time it turns on, um, instead of waxing up aboard longer than 6'2". Um, but um, that was some of the most obscure sarcasm i've ever uttered probably uh but but aaron fuck dude but aaron really got to me but that's this ski oh we have to talk more about the mushrooms thing as well okay but this ski just quickly right i was the most terrified i've been ever in the sea the other day on my ski i everyone i've talked to who uses one of these things it's about six and a half meters long really narrow and uh Everyone I've spoken to who does it says that there is just nothing like going downwind in a southerly on the northern beaches. Everyone says the same thing. Downwind in a southerly. Oh, I've never done anything like it. And I just thought it, this is just like 
keen dads being keen and just talking up their like their hobby but everyone says it so i was like i've got to have a little sample so i took mine out i'm still i've only used the thing seven or eight times oh maybe a few more than that now but i'm still very much in the early stages of it this last time i went out ironically enough despite being the most terrified i've ever been at one point i actually this was the first time i didn't fall in on the thing and when you fall in on the on way out to sea from one of those things wow the, that feeling of just being that far offshore maybe like a kilometer so you still see land and everything but it's a fucking long way and the amount of oh open space beneath your feet dangling in the sea out there it's just war that rush that that surge of adrenaline is um or oh, something else because you look out i've looked out every time it's happened you just got to have a quick squeeze and the spectrum of color just goes from blinding white at the surface through turquoise navy uh, aquamarines whatever just down into the inkiest dark purpley blackness ah uh, and wow it's such a rush so i tried to take my ski downwind in a southerly a very gentle southerly but then I didn't know that you were supposed to wear a life jacket with these things, which I've since gone and um, found because it's actually illegal not to have one. But I've paddled this thing around the corner at Bluefish Point straight into the Sudley because I wanted to ride it from North Head up to Freshwater and just get a taste of what it's like and then duck back into Manly. And I, I reckon I only got a third of the way to North Head up and down these waves before I realised I was getting blown around so much that I was heading in towards the cliff because there's waves bouncing in every direction and you've got six and a half meters of ski and the second that it's all about cadence and like the second you stop concentrating or you haven't got a perfect sort of stroke in and that cadence gets interrupted you're just you're in that's it you flip you like do something silly it doesn't take much until you're capsized and then just feeling this feeling it feels so exposed and so sharky and anyway so i I realized I was getting in towards the cliff. So I just started paddling aggressively away from it towards boats that I should say that feel a lot closer than they should be. You're like, oh, the horizon's oh, not that far. No, it is. Must be. Please be. Please be that. That's just a massive. That, that container ship is, is even more massive than I, than I thought it was. And it's still heaps far away and not actually just over there. Uh, and I went up this wave and came down with such a bang on the other side. It was such an impact. And the whole ski was just sort of vibrating. And then, so the guy I bought this ski off, it's a used ski. He got himself a new one. This one he had had repaired after getting cracked because he got rammed by a shark three and a half kilometers offshore. And he was thankfully with other people, but it started taking on water and they rafted up and got him back in and he got it repaired sold it to me dickhead doesn't know what he's doing and then took it i took it out with no life jacket no one knew where i was into the into the wind <laughs> and then just had this thought to myself if i just broke this ski that's it there's no it's like maybe i would have been able to swim in and get away with a few cuts or something but it would have been very dramatic and i don't need the drama guys don't need it so my blood just ran cold thinking this thought of if I've like once something grievous happens to a machine like that you you get a frame re-welded for a bike or you get a, a surfboard kind of stitched back up somehow if you've snapped snap the nose off it's like never quite the same 
And so I just had this thought, if this thing starts taking on water because I've broken it again, where it was already broken before. So anyway, turned around there and then, and then just started writing this subtly. And turns out no one was lying. Not every, I'm full of shit, obviously, but I was sort of thinking some of these fellas must just be having me on. It can't be that good. And it is. Oh, fuck, it is. I can't, I've never done anything like it. You ride multiple waves in a set and you're sort of never going slower than 20 k's an hour kind of thing or whatever. It, I wonder how fast you're actually going. Luke reckons it's around 20, 25 when you're getting picked up. And he knows a lot better than I do. That's the guy I bought it from. And he's got a Garmin and tells him all the fancy shit. I'm just out there learning still. But you can get multiple waves in a set. And it's just such a rush. And the way you tell what the water behind you... You can only tell what the water behind you is doing by looking at the front, which is the weirdest way to sort of appraise a wave coming at you because it's only a lump. But you can kind of... If you turn around, you, I mean, I'm going in because <laughs> I'm so bad at it. So if you turn around, you just can't turn around. So to figure out what the wave behind is doing, you watch the way the water is drawing off the front and then you feel it just like grab you. It just tugs at the rear of it and you just like sits you there for a second and then suddenly it just goes like whoosh and you just start rocketing forwards and you ride it for as long as you can. You come off the back and then you look at the water again in front and you're like, oh, there's another one. Oh, shit, shit, shit. And then you keep going and oh, it's just like... Wow, blew me away. And then all the, you know what? Blew me all the way over to Aaron. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Perfectly tranquilized me to contend with the dumb shit of Aaron uh, shooting fish from the jet ski. Uh, but wow. Speaks to the whole issue that we've covered here today, doesn't it? That uh, that you just need to, you need to balance the shit with the good. And that's all I really want to do. Is, is balance the shits with the good. Oh, which means that we should go back to um, this amazing thing. I watched this documentary called Fantastic Fungi. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Um, let's go with fungi. Uh, and it's all about mushrooms, as you could guess, and how mushrooms are basically going to rescue planet Earth from, from all of its woes. It's just the most incredible film. I can't recommend it highly enough. It, it, this guy, right? So Paul Stamets discovered he took four piles of soil, dumped diesel and petroleum-based waste all over these piles, and then had one as a control and then treated the other three with bacteria, enzymes, and then mycelium, which is, I guess, the stepping stone to mushrooms. Or Watch the documentary. I'm not going to try and embellish what mycelium is right now. But that's what he's that's sort of what he's getting at is it's the building blocks to to life to not just mushrooms but to every ecosystem and sure enough this pile that was treated with mycelium ended up producing oyster mushrooms which spored and fruited and then attracted bees and insects and birds and then basically turned it into a, a miniature ecosystem and it's just like oh so inspiring same thing like this stuff needs to be clogging our news feeds rather than just reliant on really obscure podcasts like mine to talk about them. And I know there I'm not I'm not the only one talking about them, but for the really mainstream institutionalized new somethings like ABC News, then I feel like they need they have an obligation. They know that we have this they know that they have our combined collective mental health at stake 
and that they could influence it positively by publishing more good news stories about climate change. And someone out there is choosing not to. That's the way I'm thinking about it. And that's why it's wigging me out enough to sit down in the closet again and do this with you. Uh, uh, but yeah, the, the implica another implication from this film is that oyster mushroom mycelium or whatever it is can turn plastic into edible food. That, guys, that is... I tagged that into those headlines because I was kind of just trying to think on the fly. and But that is like a legit water into wine miracle. Do you not think? We, there's a thing out there that's not a, a robot or a machine of any kind. There's part of, Biology can save us because biology has a ready-made machine that can turn plastic into food. That's, that's miracle shit, guys. So we, like... Now we've talked about it, I can stop talking, basically, because this is, this is the most I can hope to do is just push out a bit of positivity about the environment when there's just such a vacuum. Um, and I mean, I, I say I've given the ABC its three strikes, but I know I'll still... I'll just do what I always do with news, which is just read as much as I can about one subject and make my mind up about what it probably is. Cool, educated adult out there. Uh, yeah, that's me. And um, fuck, what else can you do? That seems less dangerous. <laughs> me making my mind up about what a thing probably is seems less dangerous than subscribing to one other person's idea of what what happened. Fucking hell, it's all a bit much, isn't it? It is just. It's. I'm going. It's all a bit much. I don't have. I'm sorry. I don't mean to say I'm going like I'm sick of talking to you or anything, but I'm going because it's just made me realise like. You need to just soak it in for every second that you can because the bandwidth is the bandwidth demand is just fucked. Like you cannot have the bandwidth for everything. So every single chance to go surfing and stop talking to no one in the closet rolls, uh, it needs to be capitalized on. And um, that's what I'm going to do right now. I think it's cooking actually. I think the top, yeah, it's been good last few days. Last few days has been very good actually. There's a good south swell with a little bit of east in it, which pushed in mainly straight, but also big, exciting waves. Uh, yeah, I think there's leftovers. I'm going. I've got to go now. Oh, this is what happens. I sit down and just... this is Whenever these podcasts end is how long I can go without thinking about surfing too much, even though that doesn't make sense because a lot of what I do here is talk about surfing. But uh, thanks for listening, as always. <laughs> Amazing uh, that you did. Uh, it's been fun, but I ain't spending any more time on it. It's been a great time as always, and I'm happy that a thousand blossoms have bloomed about calling the future and everything. But I ain't spending any more time talking to you because I'm going surfing. Ah, uh, yeah, there it is. Talk to you uh, at the next one. And that, my dear, is fucking delicious.